Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined each week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Uh, I wanted to mention that I recently went to Disneyland. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it will have been a few weeks, but I was able to go because I'm a California resident and I got some tickets and it was a lot of fun. So I did not prioritize the Marvel campus. (laughs) I'm going to try to, I'm going on the 16th. I'm going to try. Okay. Go for it. Like, go for it. I will prioritize that the next time I go, probably. So this is not me talking about the Avengers campus, which looks very cool. I've seen lots of videos. There's a web-slinging ride that's Spider-Man-centric. So if you dig Spider-Man, there's a couple of really interesting food things that are happening there. And I'm very much looking forward to it. I was just happy that Disneyland was back. And what I did was I prioritized Rise to the Resistance because... I heard that's incredible because galaxy's edge was only open for a couple of months prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, I was not able, I was not going in those couple of months, uh, mm, thinking, that's a fun that, one too. thinking that those things are available to me forever. And now I know they're not seize the day and all that. So I prioritized getting a number to go on rise of the rise of the resistance and going over to galaxy's edge and also doing the things that I love in Disneyland specifically. So I will tell you that rise to the resistance is badass. I, I, I keep hearing this and I'm going on the 16th with someone who's already done it. And she's like, I'm actually more excited to just watch your reaction. So to do it. that thing where you get up at seven in no, the morning we, and you get your number and all we that. Leave, like the last time I went with her, I think we left it like, 6 30 a.m no or no i mean you have to go on the app no, i know your but it, the okay. earlier you have to be on the property to do it yes yeah it's a there's a trick to it too oh yeah and i got my is, number so i'm all good yeah. well everybody's concentrating on avengers so it's a great time it also says turn your wi-fi off because the wi-fi is getting everybody like yeah yeah Anyway, I'll well, let you know if I get two on. Op- it. There's, it's different now. There's two opportunities. You can do it at 7 a.m. and at noon. Yeah. So you have two- Where before it was just the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have two options. So, anyway. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. It was fun. It was cool. fun. And I was pretty leisurely about it. And I look forward to, I'm going to probably book some more tickets for maybe September. Yeah. I want to get the Halloween vibe. Yeah, we need to, we need to go. I want to do the September. And then I, and then if they have any kind of Halloween event, I mean, I might go September and then go again late October. I don't know. And then again in December. I don't know. I'm feeling the Disneyland. I feel like I need to make up for the last few years. Uh, You were going to give a little window into the psyche of Kathy. Oh, I had a a really weird dream the other night. So I'm not going to be able to do it justice because you can't step into my head. (laughs) No. But the weirdest part, this is not the scary part. The weirdest part is I was at a Disneyland like uh, park having lunch with Reese Witherspoon and Britney Spears. Oh, fantastic. I have no idea. Good job. So those of you who have been listening to the show, and I think I've mentioned this throughout the few seasons we've been on now, is one of the most terrifying characters for me ever to this day, and it still stands, is Gary Oldman in 
Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay, yeah. So in this dream, I'm sitting there, and this is not a scary theme park. We're just having lunch outside like a Disney park, and it's not Halloween. And all of a sudden, the theme to Bram Stoker's Dracula (laughs) starts to boom out of the speakers. And from a distance, he's in that red robe. And he starts to walk through the park, Uh but nobody can tell whether he's a character or he's actually like on a mission. And he start he sees me and he starts to come toward me. And it reminds me a lot of when I went to universal horror years ago and this guy on stilt saw me and pointed at me and just started chasing me, Uh but he was moving really slow. And if you know the theme song from Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's terrifying. And Hmm. that is playing super loud in this dream as he is finding me. And he's, by the time I wake up, he's completely hovered over me and my eyes are closed. It was terrifying. (laughs) That sounds horrible. It was awful. This is a product of our horror watching movies. (laughs) And I know for copyright reasons, we can't play the theme song, but please do yourself just some justice and, it's terrifying. Okay. Well, watch the movie too. I still Christ. I still enjoy that movie. I mean, it's got lots of flaws that movie, but like oh, it's terrible as far as crazy. comparing it to the book, but He's so good. He is so good in it. He is so good. Oh god, it was so He still haunts my dreams. <laughs> apparently, apparently he does. I, I think that's amazing. That is so amazing. And you know what? I think that leads us right into our very next segment, which we like to call. Too bad it's not Bram Stoker's Dracula. So I'm I'm telling you that it's not that. That's the first hint. The movie is not Bram Stoker's Dracula. Shut up. (laughs) Number one. Uh Steve Johnson, who was responsible for uh, the the makeup in The Howling Mm -hmm. and American Werewolf in London, was determined to outdo himself with this film. Number two. Okay. The vampire hunter was intended for Vincent Price. That's who should have played the vampire hunter, but he turned it down. Okay. It's not Bram Stoker's Dracula. Number three. The vampire was supposed to be part fruit bat, which is why he is seen eating an apple, which is a pretty classic sort of um, glib scene where he's taking a bite out of an apple. Number four, this was the first vampire movie to spend $1 million on special effects, um, which was a big part of its entire budget. And then number five, this film remains such a cult hit that when limited edition 30th anniversary Blu-ray came out, all 5,000 copies were sold in less than two days. And it's one of my favorites. (laughs) And it's not The Lost Boys. I know, it's not The Lost Boys. And I love vampire movies, so I probably know this movie very well, but I don't know the answer. Fright Night. Oh, very cool. The OG. Yeah, yeah, the original one. Although the remake was good, too. I liked it, too. But this one, you know, Chris Sarandon's so great in this. I I really like Fright Night. I mean, again, uh, we've really been talking recently about so many great classics. And on Wednesday, we just talked about The Thing, The Blob, The Fly. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, Fright Night is up there. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you also wanted to talk about a horror event. So if you're on the East Coast... I'm a little jealous because the Pennsylvania horror con, which is in August, um, ours got canceled, but apparently (laughs) you guys have one in Allentown, uh, the Delta hotel. It looks like it's still going on. Um, according to this website, 
and this is the main website. Um, this is pretty cool because there's some really cool guests coming. Mm. Um, so for example, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, is gonna I love be Felissa. There. She goes to a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Tony Moran, who played the unmasked Michael Myers. We know Nick Castle plays uh michael as the character but he plays the unmasked michael if you remember nice. in the first one when his mask comes off nice um linnea quigley who's been in so much but night of the demons is yes, what she's kind of yes. known for by ling um father evil i mean there's this is this is going to be a great one so if you're <laughs> on the east coast and you can go to pa for this horicon in august you're good it looks like it's going to be pretty red that sounds amazing yeah. that's awesome thank you for sharing that I love the events themes we're doing here for the season. That's cool. Let's get, I mean, let's get ready for Halloween. Why not? I want to go to all. Because, you know, by them. August, all the Halloween decorations start coming out in the store. Shit, yeah, they do. Starts with your birthday ends with mine. Hey. That's why we do this. Holler. So we did a buddy watch called The Amusement Park. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> You got more? Uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is a pretty big deal. Uh, Romero, George Romero. It's the long lost <laughs> sensationalistic, sensationalistic film that he made for the Lutheran for the Lutherans. And then it was so disturbing politically and culturally to them because Romero is not a subtle dude. No. He has a point and then he bludgeons it with you and makes you bloody with his point. And that is exactly what this movie did here. But let me give you the um synopsis so it's only 54 minutes it is on shutter now they finally acquired it recently discovered and restored 46 years after its completion by the george a romero foundation and produced by suzanne disroker romero the amusement park stars lincoln mazel as an elderly man who finds himself disoriented and increasingly isolated as the pains, tragedies, and humiliations of aging in America are manifested through roller coasters and chaotic crowds. So this was originally commissioned by the Lutheran Society. The film is perhaps Romero's wildest and most imaginative movie. I don't know about that. An allegory about the nightmarish realities of growing older and is an alluring snapshot of the filmmakers early artistic capacity because yes remember this is early on and style and it really informs his filmography the lot that you know they call it a lost film uh, was restored in 4k and now it's out there for human consumption this is a really hard movie to get through i know it's giving you guys a lot of shit on the discord but honestly i think it's because uh, you know i teach um child elder abuse and domestic violence as one of the, the classes that i teach in in my program and um I talk at length with my students about just how invisible elders become. Um, and I think it was just, you know, obviously in the discord, we watch a lot of horror and I was kind of messing with everybody going, what kind of fucking park is this? And blah, blah, blah. And I, I think it's cause it was really depressing to watch. It is. Um, and so it's one of those where uh, it, I think for its time, it really stands up to what, and I think there was a comment that I put in the discord about, like, I wonder what it would be like to compare it to today where I think elders have become even more invisible in our country. And um, it, it was Romero. It was a great metaphor. It was weird. I mean, there were parts of it that I was like, this is really bizarre. And like, like we were commenting on how horrible <laughs> the food looked, but you know, I think it was all, I think it in, intentionally was there to make us all a little sick. 
Absolutely. I mean, like that's why I was uh, joking, but not joking about Romero and how he, you know, if yeah. you're familiar with his films, as most horror fans are, you know, he he's not subtle in his cultural and political uh, agenda, which I yeah. actually enjoy because not, I mean, we're we're getting back into a cultural and political agenda and horror in the last ten years, but you know, many decades that was not the focus. Uh, now it certainly is. There's a lot of horror movies that have a message and some kind of agenda within the scope, within the, within the confines of actually good horror movies often, which is really nice uh, to blend those two. Uh, yeah. Very difficult to watch. And it's surreal deals with surrealism. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, metaphorical and fantastical and out of the box, but it's 54 minutes. It's a part, it's a part of horror legend Romero's history and his evolution. So I think it, I, I programmed it in the discord for that reason, because I think it's just like, sometimes we watch things for, for good reasons and mm -hmm. to have a fund of knowledge about right. someone's work. And I think yeah. I made the joke after we watched it. I'm like, well, you've eaten your broccoli and now yeah, let's go watch, yeah. let's I mean, go it, watch it, something else. And we had a double feature. So we yeah. watched something uh, different afterwards, yeah. but it, no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's just really hard to sit yeah. through. Cause I think there's just a lot of reality to it, but if, yeah, yeah I think, still. I think, pe <laughs> I think yes. people should see it. So what else did you watch? Looking one up right now. I watched a movie uh, called Halloween Party 2019. Okay. College student unwittingly releases terrifying entities from her school's past via a Halloween-themed computer meme. Sounds kind of cheesy, but it actually is pretty flippin' creepy. And so there's some really good, you know, it's like a first college year movie, you know, like the skulls, okay. like it, it has that sort of vibe to it a little bit campier than the skulls, which is a great movie if you haven't seen that. And this, it, what ends up happening is this kid who he, he ends up stumbling upon this weird computer program where you have to, you have to type in, uh, you, you get like 30 seconds. If, if it shows up on your computer, you have to type in what your biggest fear is and if the 30 seconds go by and you don't type it in, then that fear comes true. Okay. Wow. Okay. And so, so it's one of those, it's going around the college campus. Like it's an urban legend yeah. and people aren't believing it. And then it starts to happen. Mm. And this kid and this other college girl, they, they're fr like, you can tell he has a crush on her, but they're friends and they're kind of trying to stop this whole thing together. Huh. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was, I was actually kind of surprised by how much I didn't hate it. Cause it was one of those where I'm like, Oh, this is probably kind of corny, but it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> and it actually had some moments where I'm like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. It was, it wasn't <laughs> you bad. You enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. You said Halloween party, right? Halloween party. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I watched a movie called Stoker 2013 hour and 38 minutes long. This is, uh, let me just read this off to you. Indiana Stoker's world comes crashing down when her father dies in a car accident. Adding to the girl's emotional turmoil is, turmoil is the sudden arrival of Charlie, an uncle whom she never knew existed. Charlie moves in with India and her unstable mother, who is played by Nicole Kidman. And soon India begins to suspect that this charming and mysterious man has ulterior motives. However, instead of feeling alarmed, India becomes increasingly infatuated with him. Mia Wasikowska plays India. And Nicole Kidman plays the unstable mother. <laughs> Father is Jackie Weaver. 
And this is Park Chan-wook, um, or Wook, uh, who is on a short list of filmmakers, you know, filmmakers that I really love. He did Old Boy from 2003, which many horror people will remember. And he also did one of my probably top 20 vampire movies. It's called Thirst from 2009. Mm, I can't remember that one. Also did The Handmaiden, Sympathy um, for Mr. Vengeance. Uh, he's from South Korea. Uh, that's why I wanted to watch this movie and uh, watched it with friends. And I enjoyed this movie. Uh, hmm. You know, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. She had it. It has to be a certain type of thing. <laughs> I really love the others. I, I there's you know my favorite thing. movie she ever did. Well, I'm going to have, I'm, we're going to watch it. Okay. It's going to be one of my What's ones that, that I request. Dead Calm with oh, Sam Neill back in the day. Good one. It was Can't one of wait. her first. It was, I think, before Days of Thunder. Can't wait. So what Kathy's referring to actually is for the next uh, nine or ten episodes for the rest of season three. We're in our season three right now. We're going for our buddy watches. What we're going to do is each week we're going to trade off picking uh, one of our faves. And and we're going to try really hard not to go st- super stereotypical like things we've talked about agnosium as our favorite i'm gonna go like cult stuff great well that yeah. makes sense that's in line with who you are yeah, right with like cults 80 yeah yeah, yeah. because you're a, in a, cult. you're a cult leader because you're a cult well okay i was gonna go with member but you make yourself the leader you go you go girl <laughs> all right <laughs> um uh, just uh, some of our faves. So one week it'll be Kathy's fave. One week it'll be my fave, and we'll we'll try to do some things we haven't talked about. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that. That will be cool. Um, let me know which episode you want to do that for. But I watched this movie and I enjoyed it. I would say <sighs> I've liked his other stuff better. Okay. <laughs> But I did enjoy this movie. It's not a bad movie. I recommend you watch it. But I think it's like in the middle somewhere uh-huh. of, of what he's done. I, I guess it's because of the American actors. Although I thought Mia was great. Mia plays the the main character. And she's pretty great. She's always good. And it's got a great atmosphere. It's got a good... Uh, like creepy situation going on and i really like that so what i really liked about this movie is that it's uh very atmospheric it's i think i think it was blue one of our patrons who said uh it's like art it's like and i think it was her she who suggested we watch it on the discord because i'm having some of our members I, i really want them to choose some of the movies so she chose this movie because it had just landed on one of our, the streaming services, I think on Netflix. And it was like, it was an art, it was art. And that's what I do love about this director is thirst is like art as well. Thirst is a really long movie, et cetera. And so some people don't like it, but it's, it's very moving. It's very artistic. It's very beautiful. Okay. I'd say go for it. Uh, I mean, and Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, et cetera, yeah, produced it. So on it. there's some, you know, they want, they want Park to get in the game over here in America, which I don't blame them because he's made some great movies. What else did you watch? I'm actually, there's other movies I could talk about, but I'm going to talk about a series okay. instead. All right. Um, because. Because. We don't always talk about series. No, and I think the, the good ones are few and far between. This is more of a crime drama thriller. Okay. But Mayor of Easttown. 
All right. Um, with Kate Winslet. Okay. Binged it. I don't binge. I'm not a binger. <laughs> um, I thought this was awesome. It has a great cast. I've heard it's good. So Kate Winslet is a detective investigating a murder in a small town near Philadelphia. Ensemble cast includes Jean Smart, who's amazing. She's doing a lot of stuff right now. She plays Kate Winslet's mother. Guy Pierce, Julianne Nicholson, um, I think it's Anjuri Rice, mm-hmm. David Denman, Evan Peters. Uh, there's, it's really, really good. Um, the premise is in a suburb of Philadelphia, a detective named Mara Sheehan investigates the recent murder of a teenage mother while trying to keep her own life from falling apart. Mara's a local hero, having been the uh, star of a high school basketball championship game 25 years ago. She has also been unable to solve the case of another missing young girl for a year, leading many in the community to doubt her detective skills. Her personal troubles include a divorce, a son lost to suicide, mm. and an ex-heroin addict former daughter-in-law battling for custody of Mara's grandson. There's so much going on, but they do such a good job. Like when it ended, I was like, I just want to continue to be in this. <laughs> That's and amazing. She is so phenomenal. I've never seen her in a role where she's not playing this very pristine sort of put together, mm. whether she plays English or American. Obviously, she has mm. an East Coast accent in this. Mm-hmm. You would never know for a minute she was ah. from England. She it is so outside of anything I've ever seen her do and it's so raw it is so flipping good okay great yeah. i have heard this and i have it on my list i have a couple of i have like three or i actually have three or four series going right now and i just haven't been able to talk about them because i yeah. haven't finished them this is but this is phenomenal i'm gonna put it on the list yep. thank you for that you're welcome that sounds amazing i also watched caveat from 2020 about 90 minutes long just under 2020 horror mystery thriller when a lone drifter with partial memory loss, Isaac, accepts a job to look after his landlord's niece, Olga, for a few days, it all seems like easy money. But there's a caveat. He must wear a leather harness and chain that restricts his movements to certain rooms. Once Olga's uncle, Barrett, leaves the two of them alone, a game of cat and mouse ensues as Olga displays continually worse psychological issues. That's for sure. Mm. With Isaac trapped and at the mercy of Olga, he begins to discover secrets in the house that coincide with the terrifying resurgence of his own memory. Fascinating, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, not a perfect movie. Yeah. But this guy shows up to the house. He, I believe he's a recent, you know, out of jail type of situation and is given money and then told immediately to get in restraints and tied to something. Jesus. And it's like, this is part of the gig. And he's like, uh, okay. Oh. Mm, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, sure. Wow. And, you know, you're sitting there going like, uh, would I stay? I would try yeah. to go. But now he's there and he needs the money. And mm-hmm. but, 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 but. Well acted. And there's the creepiest, the creepiest, Kathy, little being that you need to see. (laughs) It's right on the cover of the movie. Like, what's this called again? It's called Caveat. Caveat. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now you've got me curious. I really don't want to give it away, but I do want to make jokes about it. So... I'll just tell you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So now she's seen it. So now everyone has looked it up. If you're at your computer, the movie poster Playing for a caveat. Drum. That is a little like 
uh, bunny rabbit drum playing thing with eyes and it shows up and it's the really yeah <laughs> it's kind of it's oy <laughs> i mean it's a straightforward mystery this movie but i would say there's some tension <laughs> it's unsettling i yeah, just want to say, say the least it's an unsettling thing oh boy okay I mean, it, it needed an edit like most things I watch, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's not only 90 minutes. But yeah, no, I mean, just look for the little dude with the drum. Okay. <laughs> hey, did we watch Skull the Mask together? Yes. Okay. Can we talk about that for a minute? We can. Okay. So it's a 2020 movie. It's a horror fantasy. It's 90 minutes long. It's called Skull uh, the Mask, a supernatural serial killer based on pre-Columbian mythology hunts for revenge in the metropolis of Sao Paulo. So this is a Portuguese movie. You know, I like to bring the foreign. We watched this on the Discord with friends. Lots of gore. Yeah. Lots of gore. If you like gore. I like this movie. What did you like this movie? Do you remember? Um, not not really. No. Okay. No. So there's a good deal of carnage here. Pretty nasty. Uh, the gore. Was, I mean, the gore was great. Yeah, that, um, that's what I liked about it. it it's I mean, not it very, feels like an amateur production. It, it, yeah, it's, it's it just not, wasn't very memorable for me. Okay. I think. Yep. Yeah. No. Nope, fair. Yeah. I mean, the storyline. I think it's fun because of the gore. Yeah. And I do like to spread it around. I think like, like a lot of movies, the first 30 or 40 minutes, I really sort of got, I was into it. And then when the story starts to fall apart and it doesn't really come together very well, then it just started to, well, and and the acting was, the acting was, yeah. And I think for, if it's a foreign film too, and, and you're, I don't, I, I don't mind subtitles at all, but then if the movie's bad, it's even harder to pay attention to. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just not, it's okay. Yeah. I don't think it's what it's, I don't think it's the best of what Brazil has to offer, no, but, uh, but you know, if you, if you like to avail yourself of all things gory, then, yeah. you know, take a look and let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ladybug. That's it for this episode. Thank right. you so much for listening. This has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.